You may recall that last week I said that I would briefly speak about the horrific story in which John the Baptist loses his head, literally. So before I move on to Ephesians, here is a little bit about what is going on in that section of Mark's Gospel. The story about John the Baptist's death is placed abruptly right in the middle of another story in which Jesus tells his disciples to go out in teams of two to proclaim the good news and heal the sick. Before we hear about the disciples' return, Mark inserts the story about Herod and Herodias and the beheading of John. This story foreshadows the death of Jesus and stands as a warning to all his future followers who will speak truth to power. That's a really tough gig. For the people of the first century, this story also corrects any rumours about Jesus, the man of miracles being John the Baptist resurrected after his beheading. Mark concludes the story about John by telling us that John's disciples came and took the body and buried it. End of story. Now, in Mark's Gospel, the story of Jesus' journey towards the cross begins. Within the next few chapters of Mark, we will see Jesus perform many miracles. He will feed over 5,000 people with only two fish and five loaves. He will walk on water and calm a storm. And he will heal many people, even those who simply reach out to touch the hem of his garment. Anyone reading Mark's Gospel at this point in the action may well ask, Who is this man Jesus? In the middle of September, as we follow the lectionary, we will hear a reading from Mark's Gospel in which Jesus asks his disciples this very question. Who do you say I am? Last week, I asked you to consider the difference Jesus makes to your life. Over the next few weeks, continue to reflect on this And think about your answer to Jesus' question. Who do you think Jesus is? In the reading we heard today from Ephesians, we find out who Jesus is in the big picture. In fact, I could call it the biggest picture imaginable. We see Jesus as the centre of everything that ever was and ever will be. We see Jesus as the universal cosmological reason for, and key player in, God's great plan. Jesus is the focal point, the foundation, and the cornerstone of everything. There can't be anything bigger than that. For those of you on the church membership role, you will have received via email an adult colouring page that describes the difference Jesus makes in the big picture. This colouring page is inspired by today's reading and states that, through Jesus Christ and the Spirit he gives to you, you now have an all-access pass to God. Feel right at home. If you do not have the colouring page, I will gladly email it to you. Please contact me via the hyperlink, Get In Touch, at the top of the home page, and choose Minister on the drop-down menu. 
Now I need to explain to you what I mean by an all-access pass. I could have described this as a backstage pass, which means a person attending an event like a sporting match or a conference has permission to go behind the scenes. It's a bit like when we're watching the footy on TV and we get to see what's going on in the change room. We get to see behind the main event as if we are insiders or part of the team. Now, you wouldn't want to just try wandering in there in person. I'm sure you would be very quickly escorted away by burly security guards. Unless, of course, you have an all-access pass. You would probably be wearing this around your neck, attached to a lanyard. Now, I tried to make the colouring page look like a behind-the-scenes pass attached to a lanyard, but my technological drawing skills couldn't quite manage it. So please use your imaginations. In Ephesians, we hear that all people, regardless of their background, race, gender and culture, become one, united in Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Because of this, Paul tells us that we have complete access to God. In the first century, Paul's readers would have understood this in terms of a free approach to the presence of a great king. This free approach stands in stark contrast to the reading we heard last week in 2 Samuel. In the Old Testament, we hear that the Ark of the Covenant, a box that represented the dwelling place of God, had a powerful and sometimes deadly presence. It was so dangerous that it had to be separated from God's people within a special sanctuary. If you are not Jewish, well, look out. The presence of God was so lethal to you, you had to stay behind a wall in the outer temple grounds. With this as a bit of background, we can see what a big deal it was for Jews and Gentiles, anyone who is not of Jewish descent, to come together as one. Each graced and granted full and equal access to God through Jesus Christ. Although this particular divide between Jews and non-Jews has little relevance for us today, I'm sure we can all think of times when differences of opinion have torn the church apart. Here at Carlingford, though, I notice you are a united people, despite the differences in ages and cultural backgrounds. I've been so delighted to see how well you work together as a multicultural congregation, and I think the author of Ephesians would be very proud of you. When we all grasp hold of our unity in Christ, we realise that our differences no longer matter and that we come before God as equals. God claims us and names us as beloved children, not because of anything we have done, not because we are so great at this or that, not because we are such good Christians. Our all-access pass to God's presence is through and in Christ alone. This is really good news because when we fully accept how loved we are as individuals, we no longer have to hold anyone else in judgment or compare ourselves to others. We can relax. So let out a deep breath right here, right now with me. Breathing in. And out. Brothers and sisters, 
Stop trying so hard. Because in Christ, you are more than worthy. No matter who you are, what you have or haven't done, or how much you know. When we truly believe this, we also become a better witness for Jesus because we can speak to others about the difference Jesus makes to our lives with authenticity, honesty and enthusiasm. Here at Carlingford, I know you were seeking and discerning God's will for how this church can be involved in God's great plan to bring all humanity into one people, a diverse yet unified family. Today's reading finishes with an amazing statement that clarifies the purpose of the church, and if you grasp hold of this statement, it will help you immensely to discern the future of Carlingford Uniting Church. The author of Ephesians explains that because we have an all-access pass to God through Christ, Our Lord Jesus is able to join us all together and get this, grow us into a holy temple where God dwells. Because of Jesus, we, the people, are being spiritually built into a dwelling place for God. This is the purpose and the true nature of the church. May God, your holy parent, embrace you. May Jesus show you the way. And may the Holy Spirit continue to build you up here at Carlingford into the dwelling place of God. Amen. With joy and thanksgiving, please listen to the next hymn, In Christ Alone.